Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and welcome to Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley, where you will hear 30 minutes of tips, musings, and motivation for the music community. I'm Dory, and I'm a mentor for serious musicians and singers. I help them move their talent forward fast. My goal is to help them keep going, hone their skills, and get out there and rock. I've been working in the Raleigh, North Carolina area for the past 16 years or so, and I have found, groomed, and booked over 900 young bands and plenty of solo artists, and it's been a blast. And I love paying it forward and then bringing other people onto the podcast that can share their experiences with our audience as well. Today, I have with me Sean O'Rourke, who I like to call the drummer extraordinaire because he's done just about everything, folks. (laughs) He's going to be talking about drumming your way to success. Sean has figured out how to create multiple streams of income doing what he loves, including producing drum tracks. Sean's career includes drumming on Grammy-nominated master sessions as well as receiving eight Modern Drummer Reviews. I was looking through some more old copies of Modern Drummer to see if I could spot you there, Sean. And he has performed and recorded with some of the biggest names in music, folks, including the country band Sugarland. Sean is featured in Sticks and Skins, which is a book, and it was recently included in the Smithsonian Library, the Grammy Museum Archives, the Rock and Roll whole. Hall of Fame Library, there we go, the Country Music Hall of Fame, and the Musicians Hall of Fame. Sean has appeared on TV shows like The Tonight Show, Martha Stewart, The View, AOL Sessions, Good Morning America, CMT Summerfest, CMT Fanfare, AMAs, CMAs, ACMs, Grand Old Opry Live, Star Search, and Sugarland's number one video, Settlin'. I could go on and on, folks, because his resume is that extensive. His drumming can be heard on TV shows, and he's recorded some very notable musicians as well. And he's going to tell us all about that. Sean, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your busy schedule. So you and I were chatting before, and you've been doing this for quite some time, huh? Oh yeah, it's it's been a, a legacy for sure. <laughs> cool. And you're just outside of Nashville in uh, Clarksville, right? Correct. Cool, cool. Well, that's a good place to be. So, how old were you when you first started playing drums? May I ask? Well, my fa- uh, my parents tell me it was. Uh, I was probably three. My grandfather was a drummer in New Jersey and had his own band that would play the clubs in the 30s and 40s. It was called Jimmy O'Rourke and his Coconut Grove Orchestra. And he used to have a Thursday night. Yeah, he had a Thursday night show on the radio and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's been, I've been around it my entire life and he put sticks in my hand when I was three. And, uh, since then, I've done it nonstop. Very, very cool. Yeah, I love hearing that, and I always ask people how old they were when they started because a lot of drummers, especially, 
including next week's podcast guest, Jason D'Amico. They started very, very young, so that's always interesting to hear. Uh, we have a little grandson now who has great rhythm. Yes, folks, I'm that old, sorry. <laughs> and it's just a matter of time for him. Our son is a drummer, so I I always joke to our son, it's payback time. <laughs> a son yeah. of his future. But, yeah, you know, once rhythm gets, gets in your blood, it's kind of hard to shake. So then you started uh, playing. Did you play as a teen? Were you in bands or anything like that? Oh, yes. Uh, I was always in a band in school in one way, shape, or form. And then uh, as I became a teenager, I would get with uh, local guitar players or musicians, and we would have it out in our room. And I was always in uh, drum corps through high school, which was great. I had a blast. I'm still friends with my guys from the high school drum corps. And so, uh, yeah, and then immediately after high school, I went on the road in a rock band in a 24-foot truck playing uh, the colleges. Wow. Wow, that, that is awesome. You don't hear that every day. Cool. And then, so then you started out playing in the band, and before you knew it, <laughs> I'm assuming somewhere along the line, you started making connections. Oh, yes. Uh I met a lot of people out on the road uh, in my first band, but then when that uh, went away, as they do, gigs end, I uh, started working in the Atlanta club scene and had already made friends with some of the musicians that were playing in Atlanta, so I just started going out, sitting in, getting a name for myself, and then uh, started playing in the in the local clubs, which availed uh, recognition and networking for uh, recording sessions and things like that. Uh, At a very early age, in my 20s, I started making records for people. They would come see me at the club and say, I want that on my record. And uh, that's when I started recording as well. Okay, that is really cool. And that's a really great tip to throw out there. And we've... said this on the podcast with different guests before, including Joey Smith, in case he's listening. He's a drummer from the Atlanta area. And his podcast episode with me was all about networking and how you have to go out and be seen and play at different clubs, but also play in different formats. Some people do open mics even or just, you know, jump in. I know I play backup percussion for whoever needs and that way you do get seen and noticed and heard, and you never know who's going to be in the room, right? So there you go. That's evidence of it right there. Oh, for sure. I mean, initially uh, in the clubs that I was playing, it was more of the uh, pop to rock kind of thing, but then I started branching out and playing the jazz rooms and things like that, and uh, I was able to cross that genre easy enough and make the musicians comfortable enough to where I could pull from just about any style and uh, get hired. I mean, I've played just about every type of music, um, and that's helped me stay working. Yeah, and that's a really good point to bring out, especially for any of our younger listeners. I mean, 
I started out booking, finding, grooming, and booking young local rock bands. We're talking teens mainly and then some college bands as well. And many of them were kind of stuck in one genre, but I would have other things that would come up. The minute I saw a kid who had jazz chops, a drummer, <laughs> I said, we got to talk because I have some other things available that you would be a great fit for. Can you put together some sort of jazz ensemble? Oh, yeah, got some kids at school or whatever. And because that just expanded their opportunities and different things that they could do and different people that they could play with if you can play a variety of different styles. So good for you. Yeah, you know, that's the key to being able to work with uh, a, a lot more people is not pigeonholing yourself and just say, I have this style and that's it. Um, my father was a uh, ran record distributor, so I had access to just about any style of music we had walls full of uh records and i could pull and listen to and draw from uh every genre so when i was put into a, a situation that was a different style i was able to uh pull it off just because i had been exposed to that style and um the key is being able to do it comfortably um and not bring the rock sensibility to a jazz situation when you're having to, uh, you know, play brushes or, you know, with a two-inch stick height and you're playing dinner music, you know, you can't be uh, playing the proverbial rock beat during that. So, yeah, it it, it really helped yeah. being able to expose myself to all those different styles uh, and then implement it when I started working. Yeah. What a great education there, a whole library to pull from. So, yeah, that does oh, yeah. make a difference. The more the more different styles that you are exposed to and you can play, I play mostly by ear, but, yeah, you know, we play with all different types of artists. And you know, the gal who came through, I played R&B, and, and the drummer was, you know, the, doing like a country shuffle kind of thing. No, she tried to tell, no, that's, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just, mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, he just, he couldn't get the groove, I don't know. So, yeah, it does help to expose yourself to different types of music. So now, Sean, tell us, you've been on the road and you've toured the world and all, and what were some of the major highlights from your career that you can share with us? I'm assuming uh, playing with Sugarland was one of them. Oh, for sure. Uh, but prior to that, I was able to go to Europe with a couple, couple of different bands, a lady named uh, Francine Reed, who is the singer for Lyle Lovett. And whenever she was not wow. out on the road with Lyle, I would uh, do all of her work, both locally and, uh, you know, traveling. And we went to Switzerland uh, for a couple of months, and that was great. And then I went back nice. to Europe with, a band called uh, Mother's Finest, and that's more like a funk rock. They were based out of Atlanta. They were kind of the uh, predecessors to that whole uh, funk rock type genre. And um, we played to you know tens of thousands of people. They were they were very popular over there. And then uh, yeah, the Sugarland thing that was fun. Uh, we would go out with uh, people like Brooks and Dunn, and uh, we also did the uh, Kenny Chesney Stadium Tour. So I got to play a bunch of stadiums, uh, which was 
different, and uh, I embraced it fully. I loved it. It was a lot of fun, made a lot of friends out on the road. And now whenever uh, my wife and I watch a football game, whenever I elbow her, she knows that I'm saying, yeah, I played that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Yeah, uh, yeah. What a blast, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, was. very cool. Well, you uh, you sent me a, a whole bunch of tunes that are awesome, by the way. So it's got a lot of great instrumental tunes that Thank uh, you. Sean has put together. So I want to queue up a few of them, but I'll start with, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Aswan? Yeah, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Okay, okay. So can you tell us a little bit about that tune before I queue it up? Well, that came from a session that I did at my house. I have my own recording rig uh, with Pro Tools and things like that. And I had a couple of friends come over, a bass player named Sam Phillips, uh, who I've known since I was a teenager. He used to play actually in a band with my uh, drum teacher back then. And uh, he and I have just kept in touch over the years. He's like a big brother. And he's a phenomenal bass player. So I had him and a guy named Chris Kenny, who is uh, an amazing guitar player. And it just started out with the three of us playing together. They had some ideas that they were working out. Uh, Nothing really arranged or anything like that. So I just recorded the three of us together. And then uh, recently I pulled the session up, and it was just acoustic guitar, bass, and drums and I uh, edited it into an arrangement and then put all of the keyboards on it uh, myself. You know, I'm not any, a virtuoso by any means. I just pl- kind of play keyboards one finger at a time, but lots of times it works out pretty neat. So uh, after I did the keyboards, I put a mix on it. And uh, Cool. Well, I'll play a little clip of it now. So, folks... Uh- Sit back and take a listen, Sean. That gives you a chance to take a sip of water. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll be listening to Aslan by Sean O'Rourke. Now, Sean, yeah, in addition to performing, you have recorded a lot of artists as well. The list was was super long and lots lots of big names and all. And that's a whole different skill set right there. As you mentioned earlier, we're talking about this tune. You obviously uh, 
managed to put together quite a few uh, different combinations. And a lot of your tunes sound like movie themes to me, which is cool. So <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit more about how you got into that and um, are you using some of these tunes for movies? I know some of them have been on TV shows, right? Well, I've played uh, on a lot of TV themes, uh, what they call bumpers, the, the 5, 10, 15, 30-second type deals. And uh, that was um, mainly through uh, a composer or a producer. He would call me, and he would put uh, a few people together. Sometimes it was a giant uh, band with horns and all that stuff, or it would just be three people, and he was he would give us charts, and um, we would uh, record the music. And sometimes it was uh, done to a click and had specific starts mm-hmm. and stops. But uh, there was a situation where we did, uh, I believe it was for Russian television, he just had uh, ideas or themes, and he let the uh, musicians just have it out and write the stuff and then would tell us, okay, this needs to be... And this was back on when it was uh, tape. It was pre-Pro Tools. So uh, mm-hmm. if if our idea was 12 seconds long and he needed a 10-second uh, spot, I would have to speed the tempo up by myself, no click, to make it fit. And uh, nine times out of ten, it worked uh, very well. So uh, that was... Uh, that was who I would do all of the TV stuff with, you know, the Turner and the Cartoon Network and Latin television, Russian television, just about whatever he, uh, his clients wanted, he would call us. And uh, that, that went on for quite a few years. Very cool. Very cool. Sounds like a lot of fun, too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Great. Now, I know, Sean, you also have other sources of income involving drumming, including doing drum tracks. Yes, I have talk a... talk about that uh, a little bit. Sure. I have a Pro Tools rig at home, and, I am a, and I've got my drum kit in the same room. I have my workstation with a big Allen Heath uh, recording console, and... Uh, I set my drums up, and then clients will send me their music, uh, albeit uh, uh, an MP3 or whatever, uh, without drums. I will cut the drums to their music and then send them an MP3 for approval, and when they approve it, uh, I send them a PayPal link, and then I Dropbox them 12 individual files that they can uh, import into uh, their recording uh, program. As a matter of fact, I just finished a song for somebody in Moscow, which uh, was interesting wow. because we discovered that he doesn't speak English at all. So he was uh, going oh, through Google Translator, <laughs> which made for an interesting conversation. <laughs> and the first email I sent him, he was like, look, man, uh, I don't understand. I, I use Google, so I I had to shorten my sentences and make them very concise. But we got through it, and uh, he enjoyed 
what I did, and I just sent the files to him this morning. Amazing. That's very cool. So now tell us about this tune I'm going to play next called Brothers. Uh, that is What's me that about? and the, 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 the same bass player that I mentioned, Sam Phillips. Um, and that's just him and I. It's just bass and drums. He came over and had a few different ideas, uh, but no real arrangement to it. So he just laid them down. I played along with him. And uh, then I went back in and, again, just uh, edited the arrangement and put the song together. And that's just him and I. So I called it brother cool. because he's my brother. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. All righty, folks. We're going to cue it up now. And Brothers by Sean O'Rourke. Here we go. I gotta love that bass line. Awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great. Well your your tunes are, are very impressive and thank you so much for saying we'll play one more on our way out. But before then, do you have any tips or parting thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, the best advice that I could probably give is something uh that I learned at a Terry Bozio clinic. Um He's a drummer. He used to play for uh, Frank Zappa and things like that. He's just this mm-hmm. phenomenal, crazy person. And uh, take yourself too seriously. We are, we're artists. We have egos. And they can get in front of us very easily. And uh, if you go into it with an open mind and not... I'm the greatest and things like that and be more gracious and empathetic to the musicians that you play with because us as drummers, we are, our primary job aside from holding down a good solid groove is making the rest of the band, no matter how many people you're playing with comfortable. And if you play in an aggressive mm-hmm. manner and make them uncomfortable, it's going to make for a bad gig for them, and in turn, it's going to make for a bad gig for you. And then next time, they might not think about calling you. So I think that uh, plays into uh, just about any situation. Be ready for things uh, to go differently than you anticipate, because uh, that's life. 
And things change, and they change in a heartbeat. And your reaction to it can dictate how well that situation is going to go. Um, so I would think that would be the the best advice I could give to anybody wanting to get into this situation. Music is it's a hard career to be in right now, and uh, you know you have to stand true to your vision and. Um, Try not to get too dis, uh, distracted or um, bummed out because things don't go your way. It's it's all art, and if you are able to make the art, then you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Good deal. Yeah, those are really good points. A lot of people, especially some of the younger ones that I work with, they expect everything to happen overnight, and I just tell them, mm-hmm. look, you know, this, this is a whole process. You've got yeah. to work on certain things first, from stage presence to musicianship, and then you know you'll we'll start making connections and things like that. But you you explained it in a nutshell. You've got to not only do your best, but you also have to be mindful of the people and the, that you're playing with and their sound and, and what you're trying to accomplish, right? Definitely, you know, unless you're in your band where you get to dictate, and even then, you got to make your people happy. You can't uh, be overbearing and things like that. I mean, the music business in as a whole is consistently inconsistent. There are going to be <laughs> peaks, and there are going to be lots of valleys. And, you know, just try to keep your head straight and it's you know it's not for the faint of heart that's for sure it's not a it's not a steady yeah. where you can just you know nine to five it and come home and you're done your work this is a uh it's a calling and you need to be able to stick it out uh take the good with the bad because there's gonna be bad it's it, it you know right. <laughs> However, you did give a lot of good examples for our listeners so that they can see that there are many other ways for you to make a solid income as a musician in addition to performing. So I hope everybody is taking notes and keeping that in mind as well because you just never know where your music will take you. You never know where it might wind up and where it could go from there, who hears you and notices you and asks you to do something else. I mean, that, that happens quite often. So you just don't oh, know. Oh, sure. And it, 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 it can most definitely not be just from networking, being out. I mean, the Internet is a beautiful thing. I've actually started putting right. all of my songs to video because lots of people like to see something instead of just listening to something. So on my website, right. on my video page, I have a section where my original music, I have like, I don't know, 17 or 18 songs up there, and I put them all to video. It's just, you know, cool stuff to look at while my music is playing. You never know who's going to look at it. Awesome. Yeah, folks, you need to check that out. Go to his website, Sean O'Rourke. That's uh, o, his last name, O-R-O-U-R-K-E dot com. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions or <laughs> anything that you would like to run by, Sean, or perhaps 
could, who knows, could be future work for you, Sean. Shoot you an email at onlyonetake at gmail.com. And you can find me, Dory, at rockthenextstage.com. Any questions for me? You can email me, Dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com. Got a book on Amazon called Find Your Divine Rhythm, a Creative Success Formula with loads of tips. I took it like 17 steps further, however, in a video training program I put together, which does feature some people's music. Hey, Sean, you want to be on that? Sure. you for one of my modules. We'll, we'll talk later. Okay. It's called <laughs> The Musician's Success Formula, and you can check that out on my website. So thank you so much, Sean, for joining us today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thanks for sharing all of your tips and experiences with us. Um, it's really, really encouraging and eye-opening and also, uh, you know, food for thought. <laughs> Thank so you. Cool. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Sure thing. I'm going to close out with your tune, Ronin, which sounds to me like an awesome movie tune. I could be wrong, but is there anything you'd like to say about that before I cue it up? Uh, that started out with me uh, playing a drum beat that I used to have rolling around in my head. Uh started with the drums, then I put some keyboards on it, and then um, I had my great friend, Rick Hinkle, who I've been playing with for decades. Uh, he's another great uh, recording engineer and uh, a veteran of the Atlanta scene. And uh, I actually sent him this, the, the music, and he played guitar in his studio, and sent me back the tracks, just like I send everybody else tracks. And uh, I just <laughs> said, have at it. Do what you want. And it turned out really fun. Awesome. Great. Alrighty, folks, we're going to close out with Ronan. And don't forget to come back next week for another exciting episode of Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley. We'll have young Jason D'Amico talking about DIY recording tips. So you don't want to miss that. So next time... Keep on rocking. Bye for now.